Welcome to Food Farms and Chefs radio show, where we highlight everyone from the top industry leaders to startups and farmers that make it all possible with Chef Jean Blom and photojournalist Amaris Pollock. Hi, and welcome back to Food Farms and Chefs. And I am very excited because today is my birthday celebration. And I wanted to celebrate with people that I've, you know, enjoyed, restaurants that I've enjoyed, and things that I've enjoyed. Um, <clears throat> so I have uh, my first guest on, who is the executive chef of White Dog Cafe in Glen Mills, Michael Seltzer. Welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. Hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> so I am very excited to have you on because obviously I reached or, or some, you know, the, your PR agent had reached out and brought me in um, on several occasions. And I've definitely fallen in love with everything that you guys offer. But um, for our listeners out there, just because you've obviously, you know, worked up the ranks, where what's your history within the culinary field? Like, where did you study, you know? Sure. So I started um, just working in the field as a dishwasher. Um, you know, I decided I wanted to go to culinary school, so I went to the restaurant school of Philadelphia. I did that. It was a two-year program back then. Um, so I did that. I worked at a couple country clubs. And then I met Marty uh, Grimms, and I kind of went from there. So a lot of my culinary background is, quite honestly, growing up with the Fearless brand. Um, I've only had a couple jobs in my whole life. Uh, I worked for more with Marty for, you know, it's 22 years this year. Um, so it's been a great kind of you know process of going from, we had a restaurant called DuJour. Um, we did that for 15 years. So I got to kind of, you know, learn on my own a little bit and kind of, you know, get my, you know, uh, everything going. And then we decided to do a white dog. Um, and that's been great. You know, white Dog's such a great brand. So it's been a good kind of a run for me there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I obviously they have several different locations of white dog cafes um, throughout the city in, in surrounding area. Uh, they also own several different restaurants, not just under the brand white dog cafe. So I'm curious to find out if you have had your hand in some of the other places. Um, so like I said, we did have a restaurant called DuJour for 15 years. I opened that and was a the chef there. Um, and then kind of when that was going on, Marty decided to buy the Mushaloo. He bought some properties on Long Beach Island. It's really when the company started to grow. Um, so I kind of held down DuJour for those 15 years. And then, um, so I haven't had, a, I haven't like directly dealt with a lot of the other restaurants, but it was nice. It's nice to see the company grow kind of as a whole. We started with, you know, when I started with Marty, we just had, a, I worked at a restaurant called Passerelle with him, um, in Radnor. And that was, you know, he had one restaurant then. Um, and just to kind of see, you know, a smaller, you know, family grow into this great, you know, restaurant group now and just what, you know, what Fearless believes and what are what we're behind. It's just great to be part of that group, quite honestly. Yeah. And, and given I mean, obviously, I know I've, I've worked with them for a little bit at this point, and I know that they also do a lot of a lot of um Things in order to raise money and awareness for different organizations. But um, for our listeners out there, why don't you let us know, you know, what they stand for and what some of those things are? So certainly for the White Dog brand, and, you know, I think the White Dog <coughs> brand kind of demonstrates to the brand as a whole. Um, it's about the community around us, you know, using local farmers, um, getting behind, um, you know, local artists. So at White Dog Glen Mills, we had a local artist 
draw pick paintings um, of uh, uh, dog customers' dogs, guest dogs, and um, that was like a big hit. And we donated half of that money to Brandywine SPCA, and the other half went to the artist. So kind of a win-win for everybody involved. Um, you get to see your dog at the restaurant, but it also goes to a really great cause. Every year we do an event called Alpha Bravo Canine. Um, so what that does is pairs the vets with PTSD with um, dogs. So Alpha Bravo Canine trains the dogs, gets the dogs to the vet, and it really makes a difference, you know? So we do a big event every year with them. Um, and it's just been, so the sixth year we've done it, and it's just been great, you know? And then dealing with local farmers, you know, just seeing that like, passion and, you know, this means a lot to them. It's not just another bag of grapes going out the door or, you know, whatever, but it, it certainly makes a difference in their life. You know, as we grow, kind of everybody around us grows. And I think that's what White Dog and Fearless is about. Yeah. And and it's a good thing that, you know, they get a group of people who they staff who, you know, f- helps facilitate those things, too. And, you know, that it's a very, like, close-knit, family-oriented kind of restaurant, too, because, you know, you you have Marty, who obviously, you know, headed it up, but then his daughter, Sydney, is is kind of along there alongside with him. Yes, it is new, uh, probably uh, five or six years new to the company, and she's been really, really great addition. You know, kind of, she brings kind of like a, a younger set of eyes, um, kind of a new age of restaurant tour, you know? To the to the brand, and I grew up knowing <clears throat> Sydney, yeah. um, so it's kind of a great just it's it's a great place to work, and culture's great um, because we do care about our employees, and we do want to see people grow, and that's certainly important to us. Yeah, um, and we've proven it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean you can see it on your staff too, because when you go there to eat, like your staff, like members, your servers, your front of house people, they're they're happy. They're happy to be there. You know, they have a positive attitude, and they're on top of things. They are one hundred percent on top of things. Um, <laughs> so it's it's nice to see that and just everything come together. Because I know it, in the restaurant world, like the restaurant industry, it's it can be a very time-consuming, tedious thing to, uh, to take on. And, uh, you know, the, what you guys put in, obviously, you know, people will, will feel that when they walk in. And White Dog, I mean, you guys, <laughs> uh, Marty, Marty and, and your team, like, went all out because if you walk in, it's just everywhere you look, it's like, oh, look at that. You know, there's something interesting to see or experience. Yeah, I mean, I think as a neighborhood restaurant, we want you to come back and kind of, you know, see something new every time. And, you know, we do that with the food and with the decor. And we've kind of really upped our game in that, you know, in that aspect with Sydney coming on board. She does a great job with that. Um, great little kind of like things you wouldn't think about um, in new restaurant development. So we're lucky <clears> to have that. Yeah. And I mean, you like I know a lot of restaurateurs will do, you know, seasonal menus, but I know that you guys had had brought us in. I mean, we, we've been brought in several times through, <laughs> through each iteration of your menu changes, but um, most recently, obviously, is the fall. So, uh, so yeah, so the fall menu is great. We're, you know, obviously White Dog is a brand. We, we like to stay seasonal and we try to, um, you know, change every season. So we bring you guys out a lot to try the new things. Um, but, yeah, we, we're working with apples from um, three, three farms, three strings farms. And we're working beef from Green Meadow Farm and, you know, really, really nice stuff this, this time of year. So it's always good to have people try it and kind of get it out there. And we see the value in kind of social media. So, 
Yeah. And I mean, it, I like the fact that you do do, you have close knit relationships with the farms because not everybody does that. Not all the restaurateurs do that. And I'm sure that you take the time to, you know, pick and choose which ingredients that you're going to utilize from each farm. And, you know, I know that you're able to, you know, come on here and talk about the different purveyors that you, you know, that you're bringing into the different restaurants. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, um, we're always looking for new purveyors uh, and new quality, new quality products. You know, um, I think that this time of year is great for fall ingredients with pears and apples and root vegetables kind of after you get out of the summer and you want to, you know, that's the great thing about white dog is you're always coming into like new ingredients and new things. It keeps both. That's kind of the culture of white dog, right? So it keeps everything moving. It keeps the servers kind of on their toes, knowing everything and that back and forth between the front of the house and the back of the house. Um, that, you know, engaging conversation about food is always kind of there because we're always changing. It keeps the cooks engaged. Um, it keeps the chefs engaged. Uh, so, yeah, I think that what we do is great. Um, I think that, we, you know, we're always striving to be better, but I think we do a good job, you know, getting to know our providers. And I think some of that is with the tenure of the chefs. Um, you know, everybody on our chef's team has been with the company for eight years or more. Um, so you really get to know everybody and you're working hand in hand with these farmers every day. And, you know, they're calling you when they have this awesome radish. Oh my God, you have to try this new radish I have. And you're like, man, it's a radish. And then he comes in with it and it's like the most tasty, beautiful radish you've ever had, you know? Yeah. Um, but they just get so jazzed about it. And I think that's what's so important about working with people directly like that. You're not getting that when, you know, you just work with larger providers. Yeah. And I mean, you're mentioning radishes and I feel like radishes and beets don't get very like as much play as they should because they I mean, beets, I, I will say, is something that you're either going to like or dislike. But radishes, I feel like is it's, it's a it brings like not only the texture of a radish, a radish, but like the different iterations of radishes. Like I love a good watermelon radish. Like that's one of my favorites. So I'm sorry, like to pull from like what you were just saying, but <laughs> not yeah. Um, uh, watermelon radishes are great. They're so pretty. Yeah. Either, yeah, and that's the other thing. Plating them are, is gorgeous. And then you know, with beets, you have the the red. You know, the the one that we all kind of classically know as a beet. But then there's the yellow beets. There's also a candy stripe beet. That's Ooh. very pretty. Yeah. I haven't. So it's like, yeah, it looks like a candy cane a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. I haven't come across that one yet. So uh, you have to search that one out in your next uh, beet endeavor. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because I love beets. I I mean, if if you give me a, a plate full of root vegetables, I'd be really happy. Yes, I'm a big carnivore, but I also was a vegetarian for like 10 years. So I can I can appreciate both aspects. <laughs> yeah. And I think vegetables are more important than ever now. You know, with the kind of way the, the world is moving and, you know, the prices of proteins and, you know, um, you know, healthy eating. I think that, um, you know, vegetables are important. Yeah. For sure. And there's interesting things that you can do with vegetables because you don't have to just myopically like roast them or grill them. Like there's more that you can do with them. I mean, I, I for one, like pre, um, roasting them pr and then I'm tripping over a word, sorry, pureeing them <laughs> and turning them into soups. You know, I, I love to make a good carrot, creamy carrot um, curry soup. Well, that sounds good. I'm, yeah, that sounds you you feel free to steal it and I'll come and <laughs> eat it. <laughs> but, you know, let's talk about some of the menu items that you've brought on because you, um, I, 
remarkably, like, one of the things that I think is a big draw, obviously people love sweet stuff, and you have the wrought iron skillet um, pancake, pumpkin pancake. It's a Dutch baby pancake. Yeah. yeah we're just super excited about that. Um, so that's actually one of my sous chef's dish. Um, we have a new sous chef named Chris, and he's um, he knew that he just wanted to try something different, and we've never done it. Um, you know, as a chef, you're always thinking – you know, turn, you're thinking about turnout and you're thinking about seasonality and textures. And um, so uh, he worked on it for a while and it, it's a great dish. It's got a pumpkin mousse on top. It's got those gingerbread cookies you get from the, in the orange box, you know, the really good, like gingery ones um, crumbled up on top. And it's just finished with a little bit of hazelnut and maple syrup. It's delicious. Yeah. Uh, that's doing really well. So we just, that's been on the menu for three weeks and that's one of the, the home runs, as we say. So. Yeah, and the, the the other thing that I I really just was like enamored with was your um your like roasted bell pepper hummus thing, and it was like uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good, that's a great <laughs> one. Um, there's actually two good stories about that. So we have all the other white dogs have hummus, or most of the white dogs have hummus on the menu. Um, it's a great Italian vegetarian appetizer. Um, you know, and I just I went to, I was I've had some really really good hummus, and I didn't think ours was as good as it could be or needed to be. Um, so I, we worked on this red pepper dip. We were at Soraya kind of me and my sous chefs as a team eating and it was just so flavorful. And I do think that, you know, especially where I'm at in Glen Mills right now, people just want like big, bold flavors, you know, that are healthy and clean. And, you know, you, you can taste the pepper, but you also get a little bit of, you know, the spiciness and the almonds or the, I'm sorry, the walnuts in that dish. Um, and it's delicious. Yeah. It's got a lot of flavor. And I think that's kind of what we're trying to do at, at Glen Mills is certainly just, you know, bring the flavor. Yeah, for sure. And um, it, it, the fact that you also—I want to mention the fact that you, for your cocktail menu, I know that you—you you obviously are not one of the mixologists, but I'm sure you've worked closely with them to try to pair it. No pun intended, because you do have a pair one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, you, for brunch, obviously, some some of the things that you incorporate into brunches, obviously, uh, mimosa. Everyone loves mimosas, but you have interesting mimosas. We do, yeah. So, I mean, the cocktail program is just as seasonal. Um, so right now we have a pear pressure. It's like a kind of a martini, a pear martini on the menu. We have a spicy um, margarita. Um, but, yeah, they're using a lavender in, in drinks that we're – so generally when we're doing menu development, we're kind of playing with the same ingredients. So they're using pears, we're using pears. They're using lavender, we're using lavender. It kind of helps us kind of just get together to pair the drinks. And, you know, that time of year, that's what you want to – be tasting, you know? Yeah. Now, I mean, we're talking, we're, I'm kind of focusing right now on all of the brunch menus, but like, obviously you have lunch and dinner. So why don't we, <laughs> yeah, why don't we take a walk over to like our lunch and dinner menus? Awesome. So yeah, our lunch menu, um, you know, we try to stay just classic with it. So we have like a tuna <clears> melt <throat> and we have, we just put this great um, chipotle turkey salad on. So, you know, we're brining the turkey, we're roasting the turkey, we're making a really great turkey salad with it. So a lot of the times um, our dishes just come from really great ingredients from really great farms. So you don't have to do much to it. Um, so, yeah, we have that. And then um, what else do we have on the lunch menu right now? We have our great we have a really great breaded chicken sandwich, um, you know, that's been on the menu for a long time. It's battered and fried. We have a really great, great technique for that with a couple of different flours. And, you know, we soak it overnight in buttermilk. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like wrap starts our lunch menu. We have our avocado BLT, which is, you know, always a great hit. One of the, the favorites, our burger obviously is, you know, a huge thing at White Dog. So we get our beef from Green Meadow Farm. We use um, their bacon and our mayo. We go local cheddar cheese for that. So that really highlights like the brand 
of what we do. Um, and then for dinner, yeah, we just changed our lunch menu. So we've really, we have some really great dishes, um, some heartier dishes with the weather changing. You know, we have a, a, a Socorro pork chop that we're doing with like a apple chutney on top and oh. a little bit of um, pomegranate molasses. So that's like hearty for the, the winter. You know, you get a lot of warm spices from the apple chutney on top of it. Um, super delicious pork, the Socorro pork. So again, it's about the pork chop. It's not really about what we do with it. It's just about grilling this great cut of, you know, cut of meat um, that is delicious anyway. And that's yeah. fresh and local. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, and then we have a great meatloaf. So that's been on our menu the whole time uh, that we've opened. That's kind of something that we worked on at Glen Mills when we, we, we reopened in the, in the beginning. Um, so we're doing like a 12-ounce meatloaf um, and then a, a twice-baked potato with that with okay. uh, Novo cheddar and broccoli. And it's a really great dish. And that'll be on the menu for probably ever, honestly. I almost... People would me if I took it off. I was going to say, I almost want to like uh, suggest doing, I mean, it would be a little bit extra, but a Hasselback. I really kind of, because then you can like shove like the butter and, and, and whatnot into like, into those little, little slices and just, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm making myself <laughs> hungry. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, every time that I go there, every single meal I've had at White Dog um, has been unbelievably delicious and succulent and you know just scrumptious and i've left stuffed (laughs) (laughs) especially because uh when when we go there for events like they just food just keeps coming um but i can attest to the fact that i've tried numerous menu items from you guys and like it's just you put a lot of heart in it and because it's also fresh and local you can taste the difference when it's something where you're like ordering it's been frozen and then they you know reheat it or they thought to cook it like there's a difference in the taste and texture when you're getting it fresh so i agree and that's yeah that's why we do you know we try to keep everything as fresh as possible at the restaurant yeah now we have a little bit of time left i want to kind of just touch on base on the fact that you know you the white dog locations, all of them have a, it's in a large space, but you're, you know, working obviously out of Glen Mills in particular. So, um, what kind of offerings do you have as far as catering is concerned and events? Very great. We have great events. Um, so we have lots of, like you said, we have lots of space at Glen Mills. So certainly at Glen Mills, we have room for, you know, your bridal shower, your, your, your uh, rehearsal dinner, um, parties from 30 to 70, um, you know, smaller parties from like 20 to 40. We have a couple different rooms that we can accommodate. Um, so that's certainly helpful. All the white dogs are a little bit different like that. So we have a, a, a marketing team that kind of you would work through with for banquets. Um, but for Glen Mills, we take that. And then we also do catering to go. So this, right now we're working on Thanksgiving catering to go. So on the main line, that's been a, a huge draw for us for the last couple of years. Um, Glen Mills, this is going to be our second year doing it. Um, so we offer kind of Thanksgiving, the whole package. You know, we get a really great local bar bird from Conch Farms. Um, so you get an 18 pound turkey and enough food for about six to eight people uh, for your Thanksgiving. It all comes uh, pre cooked and you just kind of warm it up. So that's, you know, a great thing for us and a great thing for the farms and easy for you at home. So we're certainly trying to you know, market that right now. And then we go into pajama brunch. Um, so every year, uh, pajama brunches on New Year's Day. That was kind of a Ju- Judy Wicks for everybody that knows Judy. She kind of created the White Dog way back when. I guess it was 
40 years ago, I think, this year. Um, and she did pajama brunch to all the staff. At, back then, all the staff would just stay overnight and be in their pajamas and serve food and, you know, kind of work through the work through the night. Um, nowadays, people go home, they come back, but our staff wears pajamas, our guests wear pajamas. Um, it's a really great thing kind of to see in all the locations because even in Glen Mills, people show up in their pajamas, like, oh, how'd you know? And we went to Penn and we did this. Oh, my God. It's just like, you know, a great memory. And I think people really enjoy that. And it's, it's been cool kind of to see it for the last seven years, eight years. I mean, you definitely have all three of us in studio going, I want to go. Brunch and pajamas, you can't beat that, right? Right. I mean, um, you're co- comfort and you're getting fed and you don't have to, well, we don't have to clean up, but. <laughs> I do have to clean up. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, that sounds like a lot of fun. And so yeah. um, I also want to, because I, I feel like I can, um, ask this and and be a little correct are you guys vegan no no you're not oh okay but um yeah. because not very vegan <laughs> i was gonna say i'm like for thanksgiving because you you you're prepping for that do you have vegan options for your uh thanksgiving prepackaged meals we do so we're offering um so this year is a little bit different from the other years in the previous years we just offered the package this year we're doing everything a la carte um so we certainly have things notated on the menu um, from that are vegan and vegetarian. And you could just go on our website and check that out. Um, ordering until the 22nd. So you still have, you know, um, a couple weeks. Well, that's good. We do, we do have some vegetarian stuff and we have a vegetarian menu at all the restaurants. And certainly we work closely with the farms for that. And we try to make it nice. And, um, you know, we have this, uh, we just actually got this really great tofu in it, uh, Glen Mills from a local farm. Uh, so they make the tofu, they dry and press it and then they bake it. And it's just, it's a, it takes kind of a step out for us, but it's a super delicious product and it's local. So it's kind of cool that it comes from Pennsylvania. Do you, cause tofu kind of, you know, takes on whatever fla- flavor you like marinate it in. Do they pre season it? It does have a little bit of sesame ginger kind of flavor, but very light. Um, and yeah, but it does have that. You can get a lemon pepper flavored one also. Okay. Because I was like, I'm, I'm curious. I, I literally last night, um, my mother's visiting me. Not that she's on camera and she might shoot me because she's probably hearing this uh, <laughs> from the other room. But <laughs> she she visited and I actually made her a um, uh, tofu, but I did like an Indian kind of thing. So I infused oh, awesome. it. Yeah. So I infused it with like curry and turmeric and, you know, ginger and threw in a little touch like teensy amount of uh cinnamon because it blooms it um as you well know but yeah because i was just curious that like i was like oh i wonder if they if they're if you're buying it and they already cook it <laughs> so then how, <laughs> how are you preparing it um once you get it so we're just we're just grilling it yeah we just throw it on the grill and uh, we we save a spot on the we have a kind of separate side of the grill for um vegetarian vegan options and um, we just, yeah, that's all we do. Keep it simple, you know? Yeah, which is always, always good. Um, now I'm going to delve into, and we'll get into desserts, you know, obviously um, later also. But uh, I will I will mention the fact that you brought out desserts and you had the donut. Well, actually, I think that's even one of the shareable things in, for a starter. Yeah. But I feel like that's also something you could do as a dessert is the they they make a donut and you dip it in different sauces. I think it comes with two different sauces. And yeah, um, we did keep it um, <coughs> seasonal. So we did the uh, pear on glaze and then we had um, 
a jam, a fig jam with it, I think, that day. Yeah, and I I mean, I'm a huge fan of figs, so I, I, that's probably the one that I was drawn to the most. But, uh, and you also, you also plated up for us a um, shortbread little tart. Uh, yeah, it was our chocolate caramel tart. Yeah. So it's a shortbread tart, it's filled with caramel and then chocolate ganache over top. Um, we have a really great bake shop that we, it's the Waco Bake Shop that kind of runs out of one of the basements of one of our restaurants. Um, it services all our restaurants. Um, so we do like a commissary bake thing. Uh, Caitlin her, and her team there do a great job. Um, so, you know, it's really easy to get by really good desserts, you know? So. Yeah. And you do have really, like that one, the one that we I had just mentioned, the tart, that was like, I, I, I made, I, well, I don't know if you remember, but I, I requested to have a second one for me to take home. Cause I was just like, that was oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I brought one home, home and I think, um, Jamie did as well. Yeah, she did. She certainly did. She took a couple, I think for her and her husband and her neighbors. With them. So yeah. yeah. You know, desserts are always a win, you know? Yeah. And then it has like a little bit low level of like a s- salted like caramel. So I'm like, yeah. it, it was really addictive. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we are actually running out of time. So I have to wrap you up. But um, okay, yeah, great. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. It was great talking to you. And I hope you enjoyed your birthday. And I, yeah. I, I am. I'm highly enjoying my birthday. But um, let our listeners know where to find you and where to find White Dog. So I'm at White Dog Glen Mills. Um, it's in uh, ba- it's on Baltimore Pike in Glen Mills. Um, we have three other locations: two on the main line on Lancaster Avenue, one in Haverford, one in Wayne, and then the original in um, University City. So check us out. Yep. All right. Thank you so much, Chef Michael. Thank you. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Bye bye. Bye bye. To become a sponsor of Food Farms and Chefs and have your business or event promoted on two radio stations in Philadelphia that play on Tuesdays during Drive Time Radio and on a station in New York on Fridays at 1 p.m., you can email us at foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com, ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com, or arpolicus at gmail.com. Join us on Food Farms and Chefs Radio Show, where we highlight everyone from top industry leaders to startups and the farmers who make it all possible with co-hosts Gene Blum and Amaris Pollock with original episodes that debut every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on WWDB 97.5 HD2 and at WWDBAM.com and on your smart speaker. Hi, and welcome back to Food Farms and Chefs. And I am very happy to introduce you to the two co-owners of Pretty Tasty Cupcakes, Laura Mart and Sam Talmadge. Welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, pleasure to be here. No problem. So um, before we actually hopped on, we were kind of giggling and uh, getting a little yelled at uh, (laughs) (laughs) for time. But uh, but let our listeners know, like, how did because you are current the current owners, Mm -hmm. but how did you come about, you know, owning the TC? So. Okay. Pretty so, tasty. Pretty tasty. tasty. Yeah. So um, it originally started out in uh, Cape May, New Jersey, um, with the original owner, Erica. And um, she had a small little shop in one of the kind of like seaside malls and everything. Um, and her son has a nut allergy. So that's why she realized the need for this that most places either um, can't guarantee that things won't be commingled with nuts or whatever. So. Um, one of the owners of our location, um, she was down in Cape May and 
her sister has a nut allergy and she was like, well, we need this in the Philadelphia area. There's nothing like that around here. And I'm honestly, it's still true. We have people come from five different states to come see us. We have a couple of people who like went to college up here and they come back every time. Um, yeah, nut-free bakeries are not super common. No. no they're very hard to find. <laughs> and the thing is, is you can't guarantee when you when you go to a bakery that says, like, this is nut-free, that mm-hmm. it didn't get exposed to it. And there are definitely people who are super sensitive. Yeah. Yeah, like my my nephew. My nephew mm. has a huge peanut allergy, allergy, and I'm I'm sensitive to that. So, you know, if I go out to eat somewhere, mm-hmm. I'm, like, vigilant. You know, I'm, like, make sure that there's no nuts. Like, you know, don't use peanut oil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very, like... Yeah, peanut oil is that one we, that people forget about. <laughs> yeah. We get the rundown from any new person who comes in. Um, we tried to give them a cookie, which we did bring along. Some chocolate I know, chip cookies I, for you guys. But that's always our, like, you found us. Like, here's yeah, a cookie. Here's a Try it out. Cookie. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> safe. But it's always like, now you're sure. And, like, what do you do? And it's, like, this, like, set of things where it's, like, these people who have allergies, like, literally need to do this every single time they pick up yeah, a piece you, of food. You, you them, don't know. You can yeah, tell the moms who have just mm-hmm. had to, like, do this at every restaurant. And they're like, are you sure? Know this, know that, know that. And you're like, we're good. Yep, you're good. You're so good here. <laughs> We've had parents cry when they pick up a cake because it's oh. their kid's first real birthday cake they've ever had before. And, yeah. So it's um it, it's a really fun experience. But I think we were originally talking about how yeah, yeah. we ended up being in <laughs> We went on a detour there. Um, so I started working, um, in August of 2019, um, but before COVID and kind of before my year came around, we were in the midst of COVID and everything, whole world went wild. Everyone kind of had to figure out what we were doing. And, um, the other partners had other jobs and restaurants and things to run. So I ended up being there mostly. And, um, eventually, especially because the two state divide, um, it just made more sense for us to, um, for me to buy Erica shares, and then she had her restaurant and we, or bakery, and we had ours. Um, so because it was too hard to coordinate with things and everything. So if we were doing one thing, like they we wanted be, to be the same, or yeah. like people would like call us by accident or something. We're like, you know, you're coming to Conshohocken and not to New Jersey, right? <laughs> it still scares me every time I get a New Jersey number. I'm like, and you know, you're coming to Conshohocken. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I ended up um, purchasing. Erica shares, I think, two years ago. I think I've been in Owen for two years now. And then um, recently, um, Kim and Gabby decided to, they're my current co-owners, um, they decided to um, move on to other endeavors. And um, Sam's been working for me for uh, about the same time when I bought the shares, a little over two years. Yeah, I think I got there a little bit before you bought yeah, your shares. Yeah, right I was still just the manager sure. then. Um, so um, the last, like, six months or so, um, I was like, hey, you want to buy half the bakery and we'll run this? And Hey, you was, live here anyway. Yeah, so like we both live here. So, um, yeah. And, and it was kismet. Exactly. Yeah. It just kind of all came together eventually. And um, after some back and forth and stuff, um, we've moved in that direction. And we signed half the papers last week. We're going to sign the rest of the papers this week. So it's kind of oh, like right Oh, congratulations. Yeah, so we're really excited. I mean, it's Visual. super fresh. It's very fresh. Yes. Yeah. Hot yeah. off the press, you might yeah. say. All of our families have been like, when is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, paperwork takes a while. You yeah. understand yeah. the legalese of it all. It's got to be nice. And, and we want everyone airtight. to be happy and compensated. And like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now, are you stick, sticking with the the current current name, current brand? We have thought about um, maybe expanding it into something like slightly more general because like we are so much more than cupcakes now. We do custom cakes and we have signature cakes. We do cinnamon buns and pops and cookies and all sorts of things. So um, 
it's funny because people call us because it's pretty tasty cupcakes. They're like, well, do you have cakes? Like, yes, we also have cakes. So it's usually. <laughs> so you want it some, some like, so it is. Like we're growing maybe yeah. or something. So, so we've been throwing around a couple names, but also um, we've really kind of become a part of the community in Kanchi. Um, people know us. People throw our name around on the Nut Free, um, like, kind of mom groups and things like that. They're like, no, you have to go here and it's safe. And yeah. yeah. So we kind of already have a reputation. So it's a little bit hard to pivot with a name. But yeah, it's definitely not something we're planning to do anytime soon. But it is something we're talking about, and it would not really in the be holiday like season. No, <laughs> no, it would it would definitely be like a growth on what is already mm-hmm. here. Yeah, because um, we also want to honor you know the owners who started it because they did put yeah. a lot of love into. You know, we ran with it, but like yeah. you know, they started the foundation and groundwork and yeah. everything. Yeah, so. and I mean, it's it, it is a brand, so mm-hmm. you you get you know your loyal customers that are like. I definitely know this is what it is. We've ordered it before, and even if they're trying to try to trying to find your your brand and find your place, they're going to probably say something. You know, the nut free ba- bakery in Conshohocken, yep. and like Google will pop it up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or there's <laughs> certainly ways with like um, optimization where you can like if they put in pretty tasty cupcakes, it just bounces them somewhere else. So yeah. yeah. But yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, do either of you have nut, nut allergies? No, I don't. Actually, the reason I was grimacing before is because I have a lavender allergy, which is, like, super bizarre. I, yeah. I love lavender. I know. I know. <laughs> we, we have a lot of complementary, um, like, you know, you you like that, I like this, um, like, back There's and a forth that works really well for us <laughs> in this way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I which, don't have any food allergies. I don't, yeah, no? I don't remember you saying anything I don't like love that. nuts, though. You don't, I don't love nuts? I don't, I don't hate them, but okay. I, they're not like, you know, if it's like, oh, it's a brownie with nuts or without, I'm going to go without. Yeah. Um, well, Sam wasn't aware that p- peanut butter was popular before working for us, <laughs> so I, I just don't think it's on his radar. I just don't <laughs> really eat peanut butter. But the, Okay, so, but the thing is, I now, what, okay, for our listeners, one of my favorite flavor combinations it was chocolate and peanut butter, and my, um, one of my friends was trying to surprise me and ha- have you guys come in, and my friend asked me, like, oh, what are your favorite flavors, what are your choices, and I immediately said, peanut butter and chocolate, not knowing that you were yeah, coming. Yeah. <laughs> we get it all the time, though, so we totally understand. Um, I think, actually, that was a sign that, like, our, you know, we'd grown in the community uh, well past, like, the just being yeah. a nut-free brand was when, like, you know, there was an increase of people being like, so do you have any peanut butter? Do you have any pistachio? And, and just, like, like, not realizing And, it, like, like, not yeah. realizing because mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, this is this bakery that is here that, you know— people in the community really like. Yeah. And like the nut-free thing is no longer, I mean, it is still our main priority, but mm-hmm. not it's necessarily who we, it's the who we cater thing. to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's also funny though, too, because a lot of people um, will mistake like nut-free baking with, basically we are making what you would make in your kitchen if you just did not use nuts. It doesn't, the cake doesn't taste any different. It's not like a vegan cake or a gluten-free cake or something like that where you use other things. Um, so we often have that conversation. So, well, does it taste the same? Like, yes, it <laughs> yes. literally is like what you would make in your house. It's exactly Just the same. No yeah. nuts. No nuts. I mean, not not exactly the same though, because obviously you're a bakery and you're you're putting a little extra love into you it. You don't make this exactly like this. <laughs> <laughs> and pipe it. Yeah, the skulls on there and everything. <laughs> I mean, maybe there are some people, but not me. <laughs> and I, well, I want to say also, like, I, I covet cake, the cake pops. I know mm. it's like squish up like frosting yeah. and cake, but like, it's just so good. I know. Yeah. It's one of those just like really simple things that it's like, how did it take so long to come along? And then also like, it's just, 
And now it will be here forever. Forever. Yeah. (laughs) If I can slide in something, you know, maybe interesting because you do eat meat, but Mm -hmm. like the chocolate covered bacon is ridiculous. Oh my gosh, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like the last time we did chocolate covered bacon, we did it for like a Father's Day cupcake. We did did like a bourbon kind of caramel and bacon on there and everything was really good. It was very good. Mm -hmm. We have to bring that back sometime. It's been a year or more, I think, at this point. Yeah. Uh, We do like five different flavors every month. We'll change them out. So that gives us like a solid dozen is what we finally figured out instead of having to like do a kind of. I was going to ask you because I mean like you, you, I know you had um, on, on your list of different flavors, you had like a champagne one, you had uh, salted caramel, which Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. You had a toffee and chocolate toffee, was it? Yeah. There's a chocolate toffee coffee is actually one of the flavors or mocha, I guess technically. um, (laughs) Yeah. But um, that is one of the seasonal flavors for, um, October. So actually, the champagne one's always so fun because we like replace the water in the recipe from it. So it gives that like really bubbly, like it's a very light cake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it's a very light cake. cake. And I'll feel, you know, and it it gives it a nice flavor, especially if you uh, couple it with like something that's tart, like a raspberry or like, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, put strawberry in with it. Well, like you were talking about before, we like to do mimosa ones too because. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Any kind of like most. We've done like a French 75 mm-hmm. inspired oh, really? one before. Yeah, with we like a little back and forth. And lemon and stuff. Yeah, yeah. we kind of go back and forth every month of having like if we use a pipette, if we have alcohol in it, or if we don't, because the kids love the pipette. So like that one. And we're, we're like, like, that is you not can't every have night. That. We can't <laughs> have that. Yeah. But they always hone in on the pipettes and we're like, mm, and like so not this to, month. Yeah. yeah. We have to make sure we only have like, you know, if we have an alcoholic flavor, we like to have like one. Um, and then we are usually very careful about like, Oh, you know, hey, that does have champagne in it because the kids are always pointing at it. So, I mean, but if you bake it, it's cooking off, so yes. it should be safe. We do the pipettes in it though, too, so there'll uh, be like an extra like kind of like yeah, the baked champagne cake is totally fine. For yes, cake, yeah. for kids, but um, it's funny people are still kind of weird about that sometimes too. That like I don't know if they aren't aware of that like the alcohol bakes out of it but I feel like some people don't know and so maybe that's a good thing for us to talk about yeah. anyway yeah. just because yeah. like if it's baked it, it cooks off like period well alcohol in general just evaporates because we use it for like painting and stuff as yeah, well yeah so you can so. actually use um, high proof alcohols to like mix with um, edible like metallic um, oh. pigments and then you can paint with them and then obviously the alcohol evaporates off um, and you're left with like just metallic like writing yeah. um, piping that kind of stuff so that's yeah, and you can like paint cool. cookies, fondant, like all sorts of stuff. So, do you ever do the? Um, I think it's called the Galaxy. The Galaxy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we galaxy love space cakes. cakes. <laughs> so much fun because that, that it just looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's just like pouring and it kind of like goes all, all over the place, but yep. it just has such a pretty look to it, like the mirror glaze and yeah, other, yeah. That's so much. Fun. Maybe put some sparkles in edible. I was just gonna yeah. say you have to put the <laughs> glitter on. Like we are all about the glitter. We are all, all about edible glitter. We um, do joke about like the glitter and the sprinkles though. That will be like, well, do you want sprinkles on that? And like, I've definitely had the response of like, well, who likes sprinkles? It's like, Really, everybody. I know. Doesn't everybody like sprinkles? I feel like everybody, everybody gets excited over that, and they have the the glittery sprinkle ones yeah. too. And I'm like, how could you not want like unicorns, like unicorns, and like yeah, we <laughs> have big containers of sprinkles in like rainbow order because we just have so many options. Yeah, it's always a funny time when somebody's like, oh, okay, um, can I get sprinkles on that? I'm like, yeah. What do you want? And they're like, <laughs> Wait, what, what do you have? <laughs> like, everything. What, what I have everything. Like, I've got mermaid tails. I've got ghosts. I've got pumpkins. I've got everything that you could want. <laughs> yeah. Now, do, do you ever do like, because obviously if somebody is buying a cake, do you ever do like the samples, like the little? Yeah. Um, Sam's actually um, 
more about that for the events thing. But mm-hmm. before we go off sprinkles really quick, I just wanted to point out that sprinkles is actually a really big thing that we have an issue with about tree nuts and peanuts because often they're like sent in big, I'm assuming like vats or something yeah, yeah. to other packaging companies and then they're packaged on lines that have nuts. So like even like Wilton and stuff like that, I have to like pick up the bottle and look at the bottle to make sure that it came from a factory that is nut free, even if I bought it before. Oh, wow. Um, and like, unfortunately, uh, there's less and less places that you can buy sprinkles in person, but we have a lot of really great companies that we work with that we can buy them in bulk and everything. So we end up making a lot of our own sprinkle mixes. We make our own sprinkle colors if we don't have it because we can't always find things that are nut or tree free. Yeah. Tree-free. Well, that that takes it yeah. to the extra, you yes. know, yeah, you're taking it an extra mile by doing that. Because what I was going to say is like, I know, well, she alerted me to that Weckerly's is, is going to be closing, which is unfortunate. Oh. Yeah, I know. But I know that they also make their sprinkles mm-hmm. like in-house. And I was just like, well, you can always make sprinkles. Not that it's not, like, I'm sure it's <laughs> tedious. <laughs> it's actually, it's really fun. Is it? It, really it is. is. You just kind of, um, you just use like an airbrush and like a giant bowl and you just like airbrush yeah, them and like toss them, toss in, them in the color. Oh, really? You yeah. can add glitter, shimmer and whatnot. Huh. And then the alcohol kind of, or if you do alcohol on it we okay. used to do so we do also like um like a metallic one as well and all you do is like the metallic powder just clear core sugar and pour any of the metallic powders and you mix it up and they're like these gorgeous like gold silver sprinkles, sprinkles. Yeah. yeah nice um we were talking about events yes events yeah yeah so um we do like a tasting pack um that actually kind of started during like pandemic things yeah. is you know, rather than having like people come in and like do a cake tasting like with us we kind of send them home with like a six pack of cupcakes that yeah um usually if it's like a really big event <clears throat> i email back and forth with people for a while get which flavors they want to try like yeah. what are you interested in off of our huge list of what we can offer um, and then, you know, get them a tasting pack of those different combinations and then they can take it home or they can eat it in store now, obviously. Um, but we've had yeah. both. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to get like a customized like sample box of like what we offer as far as fillings, cake, buttercream, all of that. So. Yeah. Now, I, I've done I've ordered cakes uh, like one of my friends had was having a baby. And so I, I went. Uh, twist my arm, went and got like some sample. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it, I gotta go eat cake. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and so, you know, we sat down and, and tasted a bunch of different, I mean, a lot of different cakes. And, um, I, and, but it was like a price point. Like, I, I forget how much I had to pay for the samples, but I'm like, is it something where you, you know, it's incorporated in the charge of purchasing a cake or is it like something separate? It kind of depends on how big your event is, I would say. Yeah. Um, for some of our, like, one of our weddings, that one that's in the city this summer. I mean, like their cake oh, is it's like in the in the winter actually. Yeah, um, yeah. So if you're doing like a big event, like we're doing a three tiered cake with like an additional tier for them to like take home. Um, and so they've got a, a big contract with me, and everything is pretty much included in that. So we discuss that ahead of time. It's like, all right, here's your price point, and included in that is like you're gonna get a tasting pack because you're you're spending hundreds of dollars on cake. You're gonna yeah. want to taste it before you have yeah. it for your event. So obviously, that's yeah. usually included. Um, if it's something that's like a little bit of a quicker turnaround because I've been talking to them for months now. Um, so Weddings are kind of getting back to that now. I feel they like are, during yeah. like COVID and a little bit after, it's like, okay, cool, we can get married and like let's slap it together. And it was like more of a <laughs> we couple We have months. a wedding in two weeks. <laughs> it's like, but, oh, okay. Yeah, now we'll have like things scheduled out like, oh, we have an order for 2024, 2025 or yeah. like something like that. It's like, that's Which so is, weird. Yeah. yeah. But at least you have that ample amount of time to plan. Yes. 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 So, Which, yeah, that yeah. definitely requires. Especially with like the, the huge parties and stuff like that. 
that. Yeah. So, but, yeah. so sometimes it's included, and then, you know, if it's a little bit of a more casual, like, oh, we've only got, like, you know, 50 people or so, that might be like, okay, come in, stop by, you know, pay the... Uh, I think it's like our six packs, like 21, 21 right now. Thank you. I'm not at the register too much. I'm usually in the back. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, oh yeah, 21, got you. And then usually that'll be like before we've kind of finalized the contract. So it really depends on the timing. Which is good. So um, something, uh, this is obviously going to be like, my, well, you don't know what's in my head. but <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> not yet. But uh, with since you're you know back there and you are a prof- professional chef, like, where did you study? Uh, I actually went to Johnson & Wales University okay. in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, I got an associate's in baking and pastry arts and a bachelor's degree in food service management as well as a minor in uh, beverage studies. That's a, uh, just a little bit. You I'm know. a bit of a nerd. <laughs> a tiny bit. And I really like wine. So I was like, you know what? How do I get how do I get wine classes? I was like, did you <laughs> add sommelier? I did. <laughs> I don't have I've never taken like a sommelier like certification okay, course okay. or anything like that. But I did complete all of that as well as like a spirits course and a tea and coffee um, and non-alcoholics course as well, which was super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just super interested in flavors and I've always been interested in flavors and flavor combinations and seasonal flavors. And so it was kind of a way to explore that in a new lens. So I was like, yeah, give me beverages on top of the culinary that I was studying on top of the baking that I was studying. And then I'll, you know, I'll throw some financial classes in there for the future. <laughs> They're actually very relevant now. <laughs> yeah. Very, very, Since very. Since buying a, a business. Yeah. 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 And, you know, like, you kind of need some history on that. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely focusing more on the fun food flavor mm-hmm. things and, like, definitely retained the other business stuff. And it's more important now than it was right out of college. But. Yeah. It's the tool belt you have, you know? Like, all the different, like, schools. Uh, you're well-rounded. Places you've right? and stuff like that. Certain. Like, yeah. I'm taking something from every place and I use it. <laughs> Now, are you in any way, shape, or form classically trained? No, absolutely not. Um, I grew up baking with my mom and my grandmother. Um, My mom kind of learned to cook and bake once she joined my dad's part of the family um, because uh, my grandmother made everything from a box. Like, there's nothing. So she had no idea when she was 20 and moved to Pennsylvania, like, how to cook or anything. So, Oh, wow. uh, Yeah, and I I actually would have never known as a child because, like, some of my fondest memories are making cookies with my mom or we're actually going, everyone's going to her house on Sunday to make apple dumplings so we can freeze them and have them all winter and stuff, so. Oh, that's nice. Um, And uh, she went back to um, college when I was in high school and became a food science teacher. So people often are like, oh, well, like, yeah, of course you went into restaurants or in, like, bakery and stuff like that because, like, your mom's food. I'm like, no, no, no. That was, like, way later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When I was in college, she was, like, trying to find teaching jobs and stuff. But um, so I have three art degrees, which come is very relevant. I was going to, yeah, you can, because decorating is Exactly. I I kind of finally found, like, a kitchen and, like, what my degree, like, the kind of crux and, like, meeting point of that, really. So, um I've done a bunch of different kinds of baking. Um, I, I've done croissants. I've um, done, like, yeah, croissants are so fun. Breads are so much fun. Okay, I'm a little scared of, I, I, the funny thing is, like, l- let me laminate something. I'm afraid of, like, a loaf of bread. Yeah, and I Wait, would, why are you afraid of a loaf of bread? They, they just don't like me. <laughs> I would much rather make a loaf of bread than a croissant. I know, it's any so day. funny. Because, uh, yeah, I've had Abby Dahan on here, and she's, okay, so I didn't I do to, know. I no, know. I'm weird, because, like, I, I learned how to do croissants before I did bread, and then um, the bakery. <laughs> You're like, let me just do the hardest thing yeah. first. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was so, there was my first interview I mean, if ever. You willingly want to make croissants, I will willingly take some. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. Um, so, 
Baked with my mom and grandmother. Sorry, um, I threw you off. No, no, it's oh, totally no, fine. I was like, wow, I went way off the beaten path now. Um, so I, I moved to Vermont, and um, I was working for a law firm, and uh, my best friend worked at a coffee shop, and um, I was the secretary slash okay, okay. Her I was stuff. like, I was that's not just... a yeah, no. I've had a lot of different weird jobs. Like okay. I, I've kind of been bouncing around till I find out where I belong. Um, yeah. So um, I was working at a law firm and my best friend worked at a coffee shop and made friends with all the people there and started bringing them cupcakes and stuff. And they're like, well, you know, we, we would sell these for you if you want to make it. So I got my own um, home bakery license there in Vermont. Um, got 100% on my um, health <laughs> inspection. I was so proud. <laughs> it's the same person who like did it in all the restaurants too. So like when she came in, I was like, oh, hey, Jane, I know you. Yeah, um, makes so, it easier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was super fun. Um, and then uh, after a while, I was doing that for a couple of years. I was like, I, was, I wonder if a bakery would hire me. So like I just went somewhere and started learning how to make croissants and everything. And even after my working interview, I was like, I learned so much from my home business just by being here for one shift. I was like so excited about it. But um, <laughs> I ended up working there. And then um, actually very weirdly, um, because of money issues with how they were running that, I ended up working for a radio station for a while. Um, I did sales. I was not good at sales. Um, <laughs> it, it was the only job I was ever fired from. Uh, <laughs> Okay, but you're so good at sales now. You just were selling the wrong thing. Okay, well, I, I'm sure as you know, like you're selling air, so it's a weird, it's a weird buy. Yeah, but there's reasons for but, it. But I mean, if you're selling cupcakes, this is what I'm saying. This is a physical product that's sweet and delicious versus air. Yeah, yeah. And you just need I mean, something no, tangible. Yeah, and not 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 a not a knock against you know my my radio station. No, nothing whatsoever. It's. Oh gosh! There we go. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna get it open. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, it's definitely like um, a very different way to sell something than like oh, a physical yeah. product. Oh, absolutely! It's like you're selling an idea. Cupcakes, cupcakes, <laughs> but also cookies and um, oh, macarons. That uh, happened. That happened. I, I, I <laughs> it, it wants to be eaten. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So what? Okay, sorry. I I, I keep digressing no, you're on totally you. Totally fine. Don't even yeah. worry about it. Um. What are some of the flavors? Yeah, so um, for you and your little pack there, we did cookie dough brownie, which is one of our signature cupcakes. That's the one with the happy birthday in it. Okay. Um, that one's a brownie with a cookie dough, like a brown sugar. It's a brown sugar buttercream, yep. yeah, so it tastes like cookie dough, essentially. Nice. <laughs> but um, it really great. It's actually gluten-free. So oh, we can put it on our gluten-free I was going to actually ask you about that if you did gluten-free. We've we do a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we're not a gluten-free facility, so um, like there is gluten. Like We do use the same equipment, we wash it, but it does get used there. We do sift stuff, so like, hey, yeah. there could be you know flour in the air. Um, but we do make like a flourless like line of cupcakes that are like chocolate and vanilla. So if someone has like an intolerance or something, yeah. it, it wouldn't be yeah. too big of an issue. We do tend to say, hey, if you have like a super severe allergy, maybe like, not us for the gluten-free, yeah, but yeah. we do our best to try and accommodate that, of and then uh, on the, we also do a vegan cupcake as well, which oh, nice. is, um, we have chocolate, vanilla, and funfetti, and then we have mm-hmm. a vegan buttercream as well. Um, those two things, because we're nut free though, we can't really expand because nuts are kind yeah. of what makes that baking awesome. So. Yeah. So if you're doing like vegan and gluten-free, you have to kind of, like <laughs> nut flowers are really yeah, important really for that important. Yes. I wonder if you can like switch it up with tapioca flour or something like. So from the first bakery I worked at, I have this amazing like one for one ratio. Like you can put it in any recipe and like there's recipes I like better with that flour. And it's like three different combinations of like different nut flours, tapioca powder, like all sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, something about the nut flours. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry for our listeners. There's a little a hiccup because I'm like, you have to be directly in front of the microphone. That's why uh, there was a little pause there. Yeah. It's all right. But yeah, like I, it, it definitely would make it difficult considering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it, it, it is remarkable that you're a fully nut-free mm-hmm. bakery. And, and I applaud you f- both for this because you know it's it's difficult there's a lot of people who love nuts and yeah. they're like I want pistachio or like a pistachio rose something or other you know and I love pistachios it's a great combination <laughs> I, I do good one for me to choose <laughs> I know yeah <laughs> I do um now do you use anything with coconut or any we actually don't use coconut um and we should just mention sesame as well because okay. um sesame is we found that it's just a huge one that people also have Yep. So um, it's in the top seven, nine. What is it now? Uh, I think it's top seven. I think it's the top seven. <laughs> it allergies. might still be top seven, yeah. but there's definitely a lot more than seven. Allergies yeah, but those there. are the ones that are most common. Yeah. But um, I, after working there for like six months and talking to a lot of people with nut allergies, I realized that um, coconut's an interesting allergy because um, no one is seemingly just allergic to coconut. You're yeah. also allergic to nuts, so you yeah. can have a nut allergy and then you're allergic to coconut. But, like, no one's just allergic to coconut. So it doesn't make sense for us to use coconut if the people who have coconut allergies are people we serve. Yeah. So, so we just kind of checked Avoided both it. Those. Yeah. yeah. We're like, we'll check all four boxes, call it good And for then the we're day. safe. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now, um, with the holiday season coming up, obviously, like, you're, you're we're right on the cusp of Halloween because that's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. actually, if this is airing tomorrow, so today. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, then you have Thanksgiving and Christmas and you have, you know, all of the high, the holidays We're in the high season for it. This so. is the gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what can people do? Like as far as, you know, ordering, like, do you suggest pre-ordering? Um, for like Fridays and Saturdays and around the holidays and stuff, we are booking up like almost two weeks in advance at this point. So, um, the earlier you can get your order in, the better. Um, That's mostly for like anything custom or if you're wanting like any large numbers of things. Um, we do stock our store daily, except for Sundays. Um, mm-hmm. We all get a day off on Sunday. Uh, it's just really nice to have the place closed. We don't have to think about it. like For one day a week. One um, day. But other than that, the store is stocked <laughs> every day. So it's you always have stuff available for people to just come in and you know browse, see what And we do know, try to keep you. the orders open for like, we always have cookies. We have Yeah, it's mostly like custom like orders, cakes, that kind of thing that really books out two weeks. But holidays, yeah. the sooner you get it in, the more you guarantee you're going to have to, you know, exactly. have what you want and make sure you have a time slot for if you want something more complicated or special. Yeah. Or large. If you have a large party, then oh, yeah. we're a small bakery. We like some notice. Yeah. That's of course, of yeah. course. And now do you do trays and whatnot too? Yeah. Just for like people who walk in? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's more around like um, the week of Thanksgiving and then like probably like half the month of Christmas. And for Christmas, we've been trying to figure out how to do like a, a Christmas like cookie tin where like we just have the cookies, you buy the tin and like that is you like you pick, pick out your cookies, cookies that you want to go make. in it. Um, but yeah, cookie platters, treat platters, those things are really huge around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do pretty sizable ones. Yeah. We've done some that yeah. are like 50, 60, 70 pieces um, on a platter. Um, so those are usually a big And actually, of some of the things we brought were things are, that would go yeah, on. The marshmallows, like, cake pops, pretzels, yeah. cookies. We do cookie sandwiches. Um, that was one of the only things I had at my actually Halloween wedding. Um, I couldn't look at cake. 
<laughs> You're like cookie sandwiches only. <laughs> All right. So I am getting the wrap it up kind of sig- sig- sign. Um, so let our listeners know where they can find you, find you online, and find a way to order. Um, so we're probably the most active on Instagram. Um, it's at Pretty Tasty Cupcakes PA. Um, our website is prettytastycupcakes.com. And yeah, that's, I mean, you can, uh, there's Find access all. to our yeah. gallery there, yeah. um, inquiry forms, everything there. Um, that's how you get in contact all with All the info, I'll reach out to us. All there. right. Well, thank you so much for thank joining you so us. Much on and food. happy birthday. Thank happy you. Birthday. Thank you. I hope you enjoy the cupcakes. Yes. I most assuredly will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we will be right back every week with a brand new episode. So tune in to Food Farms and Chefs. To listen to the rest of Food Farms and Chefs, tune your HD radio to 97.5 WPEN HD2 or stream live from WWDBAM.com.